Thank you for listening to You Can Read the Bible. Today is day 232. We finish the book of Ezekiel today, reading chapters 45 through 48. Your hosts are Dave Moore and Matt Carter. This is the Daily Reader for day 232, Ezekiel chapters 45 through 48. The final nine chapters of Ezekiel are occupied by one continuous vision of the future with three intertwining subjects, the temple, the prince, and resettling the land. In yesterday's reading, the man whose appearance was like bronze showed Ezekiel the plans for the new temple, and today this expands to draw up the holy district that is dedicated to the Lord. This district covers over 40 square miles, exponentially larger than the Jerusalem that had been destroyed. Given the dimensions of the holy city and the layout of the tribes, Ezekiel and his hearers know that this is not simply a rebuilt version of the old. Next, we learn more about the righteous prince who will rule Israel. It's tempting to read through this, looking for the identity of the future prince. The author, however, is more concerned with the duties, the covenant obedience, and the nature of the prince. One can assume because of what's been written before in Ezekiel, that he will be of the line of David. Jeremiah concurs. But the when and the how and where seems to be of secondary concern to this vision. Listen for echoes of Leviticus and pay attention to the details that are here. Finally, the land is redistributed to the twelve tribes. The geographic markers are larger than those of Joshua. The size is more comparable to David's kingdom and the tribes are stacked in slices of land from north to south, with seven to the north of the holy district and five to the south of it. This design and the gates of the holy city that are laid out in the last paragraph don't follow a recognizable historical pattern, except for the one we saw in Leviticus, that the Lord is attentive to details. This final act is much less personal and immediate than the first three quarters of the book. Now whether this is climax or epilogue, I'll leave you to you to decide. But there is one last reminder at the very end of the Lord's primary concern. Our verse for this week is 2 Corinthians 12.9. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Ezekiel 45-48. through 48. Now let's read it. Chapter 45. When you allot the land as an inheritance, you shall set apart for the Lord a portion of the land as a holy district, 25,000 cubits long and 20,000 cubits broad. It shall be holy throughout its whole extent. Of this, a square plot of 500 by 500 cubits shall be for the sanctuary, with 50 cubits for an open space around it. And from this measured district, you shall measure off a section 25,000 cubits long and 10,000 broad, in which shall be the sanctuary the most holy place. It shall be the holy portion of the land. It shall be for the priests, who minister in the sanctuary and approach the Lord to minister to him. And it shall be a place for their houses and a holy place for the sanctuary. Another section, 25,000 cubits long and 10,000 cubits broad, shall be for the Levites who minister at the temple as their possession for cities to live in. Alongside the portion set apart as the holy district, you shall assign for the property of the city an area 5,000 cubits broad and 25,000 cubits long. 
it shall belong to the whole house of Israel. And to the prince shall belong the land on both sides of the holy district, and the property of the city alongside the holy district, and the property of the city on the west and on the east, corresponding in length to one of the tribal portions, and extending from the western to the eastern boundary of the land. It is to be his property in Israel. And my princes shall no more oppress my people, but they shall let the house of Israel have the land according to their tribes. Thus says the Lord God, Enough, O princes of Israel, put away violence and oppression, and execute justice and righteousness. Cease your evictions of my people, declares the Lord God. You shall have just balances, a just ephah, and a just bath. The ephah and the bath shall be of the same measure, the bath containing one-tenth of a homer, and the ephah shall one-tenth of a homer, the homer shall be the standard measure. The shekel shall be twenty giras, twenty shekels plus twenty-five shekels plus fifteen shekels shall be your mina. This is the offering that you shall make, one-sixth of an ephah from each homer of wheat, and one-sixth of an ephah of each homer of barley, and as the fixed portion of oil, measured it in baths, one-tenth of a bath from each core. Core, like the homer, contains ten baths, and one sheep from every flock of two hundred, from the watering places of Israel for grain offering, burnt offering, and peace offerings, to make atonement for them, declares the Lord God. All the people of the land shall be obliged to give this offering to the prince in Israel. It shall be the prince's duty to furnish the burnt offerings, grain offerings, and drink offerings at the feasts, the new moons, and the Sabbaths, all the appointed feasts of the house of Israel. He shall provide the sin offerings, grain offerings, burnt offerings, and peace offerings to make atonement on behalf of the house of Israel. Thus says the Lord God, In the first month, on the first day of the month, You shall take a bull from the herd without blemish, and purify the sanctuary. The priest shall take some of the blood of the sin offering, and put it on the doorposts of the temple, the four corners of the ledge of the altar, and the posts of the gate of the inner court. You shall do the same on the seventh day of the month for anyone who has sinned through error or ignorance, so you shall make atonement for the temple. In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month, you shall celebrate the feast of the Passover, and for seven days unleavened bread shall be eaten. On that day the prince shall provide for himself and all the people of the land a young bull for a sin offering. And on the seven days of the festival he shall provide as a burnt offering to the Lord seven young bulls and seven rams without blemish on each of the seven days, and a male goat daily for a sin offering. And he shall provide as a grain offering an ephah of each bull and an ephah for each ram and a hin of oil to each ephah. On the seventh month, on the fifteenth day of the month, and for the seven days of the feast, he shall make the same provision for the sin offerings, burnt offerings, and grain offerings, and for the oil. Chapter 46 Thus says the Lord God, The gate of the inner court that faces east shall be shut on the six working days, but on the Sabbath day it shall be opened, and on the day of the new moon it shall be opened. The prince shall enter by the vestibule of the gate from outside, and shall take his stand by the post of the gate. The priests shall offer his burnt offering and his peace offerings, and he shall worship at the threshold of the gate. Then he shall go out, but the gate shall not be shut until evening. The people of the land shall bow down at the entrance of that gate before the Lord on the Sabbaths and on the new moons. The burnt offering that the, peace, that the prince offers to the Lord on the Sabbath day shall be six lambs without blemish and a ram without blemish. 
and the grain offering with the ram shall be an ephah, and the grain offering with the lambs shall be as much as he is able, together with a hin of oil to each ephah. On the day of the new moon he shall offer a bull from the herd without blemish, and six lambs and a ram, which shall be without blemish. As a grain offering he shall provide an ephah with the bull, and an ephah with the ram, and with the lambs as much as he is able, together with a hin of oil to each ephah. When the prince enters, he shall enter by the vestibule of the gate, and he shall go out by the same way. When the people of the land come before the Lord at the appointed feasts, he who enters by the north gate to worship shall go out by the south gate, and he who enters by the south gate by the north gate, and no one shall return by way of the gate by which he entered, but each shall go out straight ahead. When they enter, the prince shall enter with them, and when they go out, he shall go out. At the feasts and at the appointed festivals, the grain offering with a young bull shall be an ephah, and with a ram an ephah, and with the lambs as much as one is able to give, together with a hin of oil to an ephah. When the prince provides a free will offering, either a burnt offering or peace offerings as a free will offering to the Lord, the gate facing east shall be opened for him, and he shall offer his burnt offering or his peace offerings, as he does on the Sabbath day, then he shall go out, and after he has gone out, the gate shall be shut. You shall provide a lamb a year old without blemish for a burnt offering to the Lord daily. Morning by morning you shall provide it, and you shall provide a grain offering with it morning by morning, one-sixth of an ephah and one-third of a hin of oil to moisten the flour as a grain offering to the Lord. This is a perpetual statute. Thus the lamb and the meal offering and the oil shall be provided morning by morning as a regular burnt offering. Thus says the Lord God, If the prince makes a gift to any of his sons as his inheritance, it shall belong to his sons. It is their property by inheritance. But if he makes a gift out of his inheritance to one of his servants, it shall be to the year of liberty. Then it shall revert to the prince. Surely it is his inheritance. It shall belong to his sons. The prince shall not take any of the inheritance of the people, thrusting them out of their property. He shall give his sons their inheritance out of his own property so that none of my people shall be scattered from property. Then he brought me to the ent- through the entrance, which was at the side of the gate, to the north row of the holy chambers for the priests. And behold, a place was there at the extreme western end of them. And he said to me, This is the place where the priests shall boil the guilt offering and the sin offering, and where they shall bake the grain offering, in order not to bring them out into the outer court, and so transmit holiness to the people." Then he brought me to the outer court, and led me around to the four corners of the court. And behold, in each corner of the court there was another court. In the four corners of the court were small courts, forty cubits long and thirty broad. There were The four were of the same size, and on the inside, around each of the four courts, was a row of masonry, with hearths made at the bottom of the rows all around. Then he said to me, These are the kitchens where those who minister at the temple shall boil the sacrifices of the people. Chapter 47 Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and behold, water was issuing from below the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the temple faced east. The water was flowing down from below the south end of the threshold of the temple, south of the altar. Then he brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gate that faces toward the east, and behold, The water was trickling out on the south side. Going on eastward with a measuring line in his hand, the man measured a thousand cubits, and then led me through the water, and it was ankle-deep. Again he measured a thousand, and led me through the water, and it was knee-deep. 
Again he measured a thousand, and led me through the water, and it was a waste deep. And again he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not pass through, for the water had risen. It was deep enough to swim in, a river that could not be passed through. And he said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. As I went back, I saw on the bank of the river very many trees on the one side and on the other, and he said to me, This water flows toward the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah and enters the sea. When the water flows into the sea, the water will become fresh, and wherever the river goes, every living creature that swarms will live, and there will be many fish, for this water goes there, that the waters of the sea may become fresh, so everything will live where the river goes. Fishermen will stand beside the sea, from Engedi to Engaliam, it will be a place for the spreading of nets. Its fish will be of very many kinds, like the fish of the great sea, but its swamps and marshes will not become fresh there to be left for salt. And on the banks, on both sides of the river, there will grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither, nor their fruit fall, but they will bear fresh fruit every month, because the water for them flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food, and their leaves for healing. Thus says the Lord God, This is the boundary by which you shall divide the land for inheritance among the twelve tribes of Israel. Joseph shall have two portions, and you shall divide equally what I swore to give to your fathers. This land shall fall to you as your inheritance. This shall be the boundary of the land on the north side from the great sea by way of Hethlon to Lebo Hamath, and on the Zedad, Beroth Sabriam, which lies on the border between Damascus and Hamath, as far as, as, far as Hazar Hazarkad, which is on the border of Haran, so the boundary shall run from the sea to Hazar Enan, which is on the northern border of Damascus, with the border of Hamath to the north. This shall be the north side. On the east side, the boundary shall run between Horan and Damascus, along the Jordan between Gilead and the land of Israel, to the eastern sea, and as far as Tamar. This shall be the east side. On the south side it shall run from Tamar as far as the waters of Mirabah Kadesh, and from there along the brook of Egypt to the great sea. This shall be the south side. On the west side, the great sea shall be the boundary to a point opposite Lebo Hamath. This shall be the west side. So you shall divide this land among you, according to the tribes of Israel. You shall allot it as an inheritance for yourselves and for the sojourners who reside among you and have had children among you. They shall be to you as native-born children of Israel. With you they shall be allotted an inheritance among the tribes of Israel. In whatever tribe the sojourner resides, there you shall assign him his inheritance, declares the Lord God. Chapter 48 these are the names of the tribes, beginning at the northern extreme, beside the way of Hethlon, to Lebo Hamath, as far as Hazar Enan, which is on the northern border of Damascus over against Hamath, and extending from the east side to the west. Dan, one portion, adjoining the territory of Dan from the east side to the west, Asher, one portion, adjoining the territory of Asher from the east side to the west, Naphtali, one portion, adjoining the territory of Naphtali from the east side to the west, Manasseh, one portion, adjoining the territory of Manasseh from the east side to the west, Ephraim, one portion, adjoining the territory of Ephraim from the east side to the west, Reuben, one portion, 
adjoining the territory of Reuben from the east side to the west, Judah one portion. Adjoining the territory of Judah from the east side to the west shall be the portion which you shall set apart 25,000 cubits in breadth and in length equal to one of the tribal portions from the east side to the west with the sanctuary in the midst of it. The portion that you shall set apart for the Lord shall be 25,000 cubits in length and 20,000 in breadth. These shall be the allotments of the holy portion. The priests shall have an allotment measuring 25,000 cubits on the northern side 10,000 cubits in breadth on the western side, 10,000 in breadth on the eastern side, and 25,000 in length on the southern side, with the sanctuary of the Lord in the midst of it. This shall be for the consecrated priests, the sons of Zadok, who kept my charge, who did not go astray when the people of Israel went astray, as the Levites did. And it shall belong to them as a special portion from the holy portion of the land, a most holy place adjoining the territory of the Levites. And alongside the territory of the priests, the Levites shall have an allotment 25,000 cubits in length and 10,000 in breadth. The whole length shall be 25,000 cubits and the breadth 20,000. They shall not sell or exchange any of it. They shall not alienate this choice portion of the land, for it is holy to the Lord. The remainder, 5,000 cubits in breadth and 25,000 in length, shall be for the common use for the city for dwellings and for open country. In the midst of it shall be the city, and these shall be its measurements. The north side, 4,500 cubits, the south side, 4,500, the east side, 4,500, and the west side, 4,500, and the city shall have open land. On the north, 250 cubits, on the south, 250, on the east, 250, on the west, 250. The remainder of the length alongside the holy portion shall be 10,000 cubits to the east and 10,000 to the west, and it shall be alongside the holy portion. Its produce shall be food for the workers of the city, and the workers of the city from all the tribes of Israel shall till it. The whole portion that you shall set apart shall be 25,000 cubits square, that is, the holy portion together with the property of the city. What remains on both sides of the holy portion and of the property of the city shall belong to the prince, extending from the 25,000 cubits of the holy portion to the east border and westward from the 25,000 cubits to the west border, parallel to the tribal portions, it shall belong to the prince. The holy portion with the sanctuary of the temple shall be in its midst. It shall be separate from the property of the Levites and the property of the city, which are in the midst of that which belongs to the prince. The portion of the prince shall lie between the territory of Judah and the territory of Benjamin. As for the rest of the tribes, from the east side to the west, Benjamin one portion, adjoining the territory of Benjamin from the east side to the west, Simeon one portion, adjoining the territory of Simeon from the east side to the west, Issachar one portion, adjoining the territory of Issachar from the east side to the west, Zebulun one portion, adjoining the territory of Zebulun from the east side to the west, Gad one portion, and adjoining the territory of Gad to the south, the boundary shall run from the Tamar to the waters of Mirabah Kadesh, from there along the brook of Egypt to the great sea. This is the land you shall allot as an inheritance among the tribes of Israel, and these are their portions, declares the Lord God. These shall be the exits of the city, on the north side which is to be 4,500 cubits by measure, three gates, the gate of Reuben, the gate of Judah, and the, gates of, and the gate of Levi, the gates of the city being named after the tribes of Israel, on the east side which is to be 4,500 cubits, three gates, the gate of Joseph, the gate of Benjamin, and the gate of Dan. On the south side, which is to be 4,500 cubits by measure, 
three gates, the gate of Simeon, the gate of Issachar, and the gate of Zebulun. On the west side, which is to be 4,500 cubits, three gates, the gate of Gad, the gate of Asher, and the gate of Naphtali. The circumference of the city shall be 18,000 cubits, and the name of the city from that time on shall be, The Lord is There. Thank you for listening to You Can Read the Bible.